Hi everyone, this is John Sneisner, and today we got a special guest. You know, it's uh, it's been a while, Tim, uh, but uh, this is uh, the Economic Truth Report number thirty, and uh, we got, uh, of course, the great Tim Pichot with us. You know, me and Tim, we actually did a lot of reports together, and we I think we started during COVID. <laughs> we had uh, some interesting times. We actually reported during the chaos of uh, uh, you know in March of twenty twenty there, and uh, we for i think a whole year or something we did uh, a bunch of reports and we predicted a lot of stuff that's you know been kind of happening and been going on and i think it was before COVID. i think it was around the time of the repo crisis in like september 2019 oh yeah that's right having... we, we kind of started there yeah of course that's what we did which yeah. was also which was pretty much went into all the COVID scams yeah work, which i think was a cover for what was really happening in september yeah, well, look at, you know, like you got the, the Iraq war in 2010 or whatever, you know, to cover for the 2008 crisis. You got the 9-11 no, for uh, well, the dot-com uh, Iraq was going on and, uh, you know, after 9-11. So and then the second time in Iraq. So yeah. after we were funding Saddam. Yeah, Hussein exactly. Also. Yeah. 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 So it's uh, it's about time to have another thing, because like as we speak, Tim, you know, there's a lot of craziness going on. Uh, well, first of all, you know, let me just quickly introduce Tim. He didn't even get to that. But Tim is, of course, a uh, financial advisor and certified financial planner. He's a, he's a great friend of mine. We've been known each other now for about, uh, I think, was it 2019 we met or something? Uh, I feel like so. It's been, uh, no, 2018, I, I believe we met the first time. Eric Capoco, uh, 2018. Yeah. There and, we go. Uh, definitely thoughts with people in. And if you have the financial resources to do so, if you want to give 10 yeah. bucks, I know, I know Berwick has a fundraiser that's going to the people of Acapulco who just got devastated by a uh, terrible hurricane. So uh, that's where you and I met. I know my girlfriend and I met down there. We yeah. met a lot of great people down there. And uh, yeah, right now, beautiful place. Stuff. Yep. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad because, of course, uh, suddenly the the AI modeling didn't work very well. I, I listened to the radio here uh, locally and there was a guy on. So it's like, oh yeah, our AI model didn't work because there's not too many hurricanes. Climate change. <laughs> of course, was the, sure. was the blame uh, for it, of course. But yeah, it's it's pretty sad. You know, any natural disaster, there's uh, there's been, uh, uh, and you know, they're always happening, but uh, they're just uh, terrible when they happen because a lot of people get caught off guard that are not prepared and and uh, it's good to help people if uh, they're in need of help down there. So, yeah, go and check that out. That's uh, pretty important and uh, help uh, help the people in Acapulco. Uh, it's a beautiful place, and we've uh, had great advantage of being there a few times uh, during our uh, lifetime. So uh, let's help the right great people. Right before the pandemic was the last time, yeah, February 2020. You know, we're, you know, we're hanging out yeah. with Charlie Robinson. We were actually interviewing <laughs> Jeff. And, uh, yeah. I remember we were talking about all the different things related to the scamdemic before the scamdemic even began. And we we're and <laughs> saying things in that interview with Jeff about how, yeah. you know, if you envision yourself getting very sick and this is really bad, then, you know, you're going to manifest it onto yourself and make things 100% worse. And so, you know, there's a mindset <laughs> aspect to it. There's, you know, yeah. uh, a health aspect to it, you know, that they don't do anything to actually uh, promote people being healthy. And unfortunately, I just had to go to the doctors for the first time in basically forever because uh, I can't really get into all the details right now because of a potential lawsuit, but I had a neighbor's uh, pit bull take off my uh, pinky finger and, uh, you know, had to get sewn back on and uh, basically through the, uh, you know, grace of God and the universe able to, it looks like we're keeping it, but, you know, part of that's mindset, you know, so if you go into that thinking, you know, we're going to beat this infection, we're going to, you know, we're going to keep this finger, then, you know, that's, you know, probably at least 90% of the battle right there. But if you go into it, you know, woe is me and have a bad attitude, 
another thing is if you listen to doctors, you are done, like <laughs> absolutely done. Like you're going into that place and, you know, it's like just walking into an entire den of vipers. First off, I walk into the first hospital and the lady's like, oh, do you have your insurance card? I'm like, no, I just got bit by my finger bit off by a pit bull. I'm walking in there without a shirt. My shirt's being used as a tourniquet, you know, covered in blood. And then I'm like, no, I was just trying to walk. I don't have my insurance card. Got attacked by a dog. She's like, oh, not my problem. And rolls her eyes. I'm like, no, bet if it effing <laughs> had uh, COVID over here that you would, you know, would have taken me in without insurance. And then, yeah, so, get some COVID money. <laughs> yeah, so it's just crazy. It must like, yeah, like the oh. one time I need it and I'm getting, you know, no like, oh, can we get your water? You just went through something traumatic and then you're, you're going to roll my your eyes at me. But anyways, yeah, that's, that's enough of a deviation because, you know, yeah. usually we're talking about economic stuff and the, you know, all the different scamdemic stuff. But if you guys haven't seen me in, you know, doing videos in six weeks, it's because uh, I've had uh, both, yeah, a lot of stuff going on and was 100% disabled on both hands up until uh, you know, the, uh, the I'm pinky still, man. still going through stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, without, I mean, you know what? Very lucky that it's the two, yeah. two least uh, basically valuable appendages that someone could have on them. And glad that my dogs are safe and, you know, it wasn't some small child or some uh, yeah, no know, old lady or something. So, uh, you know, I am very grateful to be in this spot talking to you today. And, uh, you know, yeah, let's get into all the uh, yeah. current scams that are going on. and you know, <laughs> Current scams. Yeah, like the healthcare system. Well, I mean, I haven't done I haven't done a single video since, yeah. you know, all this stuff kicking off in Israel. Oh, sure. And, you know, I was still really going through it. And all, you know, all I had to hear, all I had to hear was... Uh, I heard, I saw like paragliders coming into a rave in Israel. I'm like, fucking paragliders. I'm like, all I needed to know, all I need, you know, I don't need to know another fucking thing. Like paraglider, like the, like the top intelligence agency in the world with like one of the most fortified borders in the They're world. They're coming in low right at the PTZ cameras. Yeah. Like, fucking, like they know if a fucking ant's going across that border, there's any, oh. they like, and yeah. they didn't respond for seven hours. You know, if anything, they let this attack happen. Yeah. And then you know that Israel, and this is nothing against Israeli people or citizens, because, you know, we're talking about the high-level scumbag. The government, yeah. This, you know, Netanyahu's of the world. And uh, if anything, it's a false flag to allow this to happen, to gain sympathy. And maybe some of it uh, was, hey, if America's, you know, given all its weapons to Ukraine and and we're not really giving the weapons to Ukraine. It's basically giving the money to the U.S. weapons manufacturers yeah. who then give the old supply of weapons to Ukraine to then. Exactly. Yeah. And then like all of this is just getting into, you know, such a scam. Cause like, Oh, you know, every hundred billion dollars we borrow, where does that go? Oh, it yeah. increases. GDP. Well, yeah, we got, yeah, exactly. That's what it's going to come to. <laughs> got to boost the GDP uh, with some war, you I know, know I, how many people I, I... need to kill. But yeah, I think Israel is probably thinking, yeah. You know what? If U.S. is going to get into it potentially with China and Taiwan, if they're going to get into it with Russia, they're going to get into it with yeah. Ukraine. Uh, Israel is probably like, well, hell, you know, we need to go get ourselves some of the U.S. Yeah. money and weaponry before they expend it on all these other people. So, and then who funded Hamas to begin with? This is not yeah. a conspiracy theory. No. It was Israel, and so yeah. and it's not. And the thing is, the same people running Israel run here, run all the different places. Everything's all just a big scam, and it's all a scam. Right now, to distract, to blame, oh, the dollar is going to go down. But guess what? Now we get to blame it on the Russians or we get to blame it on the <laughs> Chinese. And this is, we've, ever since I've known you, we've been talking about this. Yeah. I've been talking about this, you know, since 2013 
when the U.S. was funding the not the not like it's we I'm over here funding it, but it's the State Department sent five billion dollars to the Azov Battalion neo Nazis in 2013. Yeah. Anyone with a fucking brain could see what was going on back then. It's pretty obvious. So, yeah. You know, everyone with all the little Ukraine flags and everything. And you know what? We had a full moon yesterday. Mom, I, you know, had both my hands are all fucked up. So you know what? A little heated mood. Especially seeing well, I, I I don't know if you saw what uh, kind of fun things they were up to at uh, the uh, what do you call it? the uh, um, oh my goodness now I'm forgetting it but it's in in Canada you know the uh, parliament here in Canada they had a little uh, Nazi salute. Oh, it was like yeah, a, you know, uh, yeah, like a Ukraine the... war veteran, except yeah, the, it was you know, an SS Panzer Battalion. Yeah, and then like never mind. It was mainly the Russians who basically defeated Hitler, and you know, it's oh, yeah. government you know makes it seem like Americanizes it, like oh, yeah. it was America came in here. Some, we, some didn't connect the it Russians. to that. Uh, he fought against the Russians. It's like, oh wait, which side was that? It wasn't the Western. It wasn't the Allies. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, some idiots. Hey, of you course. guys are. Uh, have you registered over there? Don't, don't all the uh, podcast hosts have to get like registered over there now? I'm not registering. Like I'm the region. I'm not gonna register for a stupid Canadian uh, podcasting license. <laughs> I, well, I, don't worry, it's it's over. I think it was over a hundred thousand. You know, if you make over a hundred million. Oh yeah, it was. Or if you make over a hundred million, that's how it starts, and then they uh, drag you into the mud. You know, like uh, Joe Rogan will actually register in Canada to get his content shown. Like it's uh it's pretty. It's more of like a control over uh, uh over the internet. It's just like a. Uh, Got a false flag, and I like no. Everybody's crying. Oh, we don't see any Canadian news on social media. It's like, yeah, that's great. You know, like all these propagandist organizations like CBC, CTV, uh, you know, uh, and and Global News. All these guys are uh, got bailed out. I remember me and Josh covered it back in uh, no, I think it was twenty seventeen. We covered when they got six hundred million bailout from the Trudeau government. So, you know, they'd just been propagandist ever since they got bailed out because. You know, when you get money from the government, you know, they uh, they got you. They're going to stab you. You know, like it's uh, they give you some money, but then they stab you a hundred times, you know, and uh, uh, to get that money back that they uh, just enticed you. and Or they won't stab you, but they'll, you know, like get a follow exactly what they have to say and and do, of course. And, and that's been pretty apparent, like especially during COVID. It was just beyond ridiculous, like the propaganda. I even I even remember texting into a local uh, radio station here. And the guys, you know, not the actual talk hosts, but the guys that sit there and control the information coming in and out, they were like attacking me and calling me a crazy person. It's like, oh, is this how uh, media works? And uh, I, I remember having the text and it's pretty uh, pretty hilarious because I just posted, you know, like bears. It's like, oh, no, bears. That is just a uh, conspiracy theory. It's like, oh, wait. So that's a vaccine yeah. adverse yeah. event reaction. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that, in case people are yeah, wondering, uh, yeah. And and even that, I mean, only encapsulates such a very small yeah. percentage. So you know, you got to take those numbers, and they, I think, what they say, like almost multiply by a hundred, because you know they're only. Oh yeah. Uh, because of very little encapsulates such a small percentage of what's yeah. actually going on. But but, uh, you know, but anyways, we got off track there. We were talking about uh, you know what's going on in the Middle East there. You know what what is interesting? I kind of pointed out this Tim, and uh, uh, in the Middle East, there's a lot of countries that are uh, on the words or in a hyperinflation you know you got lebanon is a full-fledged hyperinflation syria is in a full-fledged hyperinflation uh and then of course you got iran has collapsed like their currency has collapsed and so when you have a hyperinflation it's like what usually happens when you have nothing to lose uh you know like it's time for a good old war 
And of course, you got Egypt and Turkey and uh, high inflation. The hot wars. Yeah, and and Erdogan today he just came out and uh, you know he's on the Hamas side. You got to choose sides. You can't be on the people's side. You know, on the uh, in between those poor people getting you know murdered and raped and and killed in all these situations. No, you can't be on their side. You got to be on the Israeli government or on the uh, Hamas side. You know, you can't be right in the middle saying like, screw government. You know, like let's uh, help these people. So. It's pretty sad what's going on there, but it is a powder keg. And, you know, when the Silk Road collapses, that's when communication between the East and West kind of dissipates. And, and over time, like historical times, when there's chaos down there, you know, you always have like collapses in, uh, in trade and so on. And wars break out. Now, of course, we're so global and we got technology. So now that's not going to happen. But the problem is we're choosing sides now. You know, I recently saw an article from, like Canada is uh, at war with uh, China and uh, Russia. And so like everybody has to choose their side. So you're going to be on the Axis and our allies, you know, uh, you got to be on the, each team. And then the little Jamie Diamond and other little banksters, you know, they're funding, uh, you know, the wars over there, funding the wars over here. You know, it's, it's a perfect business model, you know, chaos, especially when the monetary system fails, you know, the banksters lose their uh, jobs. Uh, but they got to get it back by creating a war and then funding the war on both sides. So it's, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of the Silk Road, I mean, China has their Belt and Road Initiative. Yeah. And what was it just like last week? I've got an article pulled up right now uh, that was originally out of the Epoch Times, but now through Zero Hedge, where it shows there's a gathering of, of 140 countries, which is 70% of the world's nations in Beijing to commemorate the 10th anniversary of China's Belt and Road Initiative. So just one more thing. I know people talk about BRICS a lot and, you know, WFers and, you know, maybe Bilderberg, but, you know, they don't really talk as much about the Belt and Road Initiative that's going on. And uh, no, because in it's China, funded, but... um, it's funded by the AIIB. And actually, there's 90, uh, 90, what's that? What's, what's that? Members, Asia Investment and Infrastructure Bank, it's called. And uh, like they got members here, you know, like Argentina, Australia. Uh, Norway, Canada, uh, Egypt, Croatia. Of course, the United States is one of the only members that's, uh, well, only that's not a member. Of course, Russia is a member. You know, like, so So Canada is at war with Russia and China, but they're part of, you know, the Asia Infrastructure Investment Bank uh, group <laughs> project. So, yeah. It's, it's and also, I mean, China right AI... now... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. China's at their apex civilization right now in terms of their power and their might. Uh, I know a lot of people in America might not uh, might not realize that, but, you know, because of their demographics, because of their one child policy, uh, you know, they've got, you know, essentially like a inverted pyramid system right now where they have so many, you know, old people relative to young people. And so, you know, you can't have, you know, a tiny bit of young people taking care of a shitload of old people. And, you know, America has that problem as well. And so, you know, I've heard, you know, some of the people I talk with think, you know, India is more of a threat actually in the future to sort of take over things in the world but you know china they are going to have more bargaining power and a bigger seat at the table you know potentially the head seat at the table if they get ahead of this you know u.s collapse and start doing yeah the, the problem though now yeah the problem in china is that they have their real estate crisis you know me and josh talked about the ghost cities like back in 2018 uh, and i was pointing out you know all these goat cities you know they're building just cities and uh, there's nobody living there and of course that's come back to haunt them now you know you have country garden you have uh uh what was the other one there uh that collapsed like two major ones uh like evergrand you know, evergrand of course and and so you got these two developers they're collapsing 
And meanwhile, you know, there's, uh, you know, the debt that is on a lot of this, uh, this stuff. You know, there was a report that I read in 2018, and it was actually from the G30 group. And uh, it said that, you know, the actual uh, debt to GDP in China was around 400%. And that was 2018. And then and G30 course, group, that's the top basically 30 central bankers in the world that come together to meet. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not G30. Don't mistake it. Other people, like some people might might confuse it with, you know, the other G30. So you're you're talking about the group group of 30. Group 30, yeah, they call call themselves. And and of course, like that's uh, central bankers, chairs of banks and economists that are meeting, you know. I still need to read uh, those books. Uh, I was like, I don't know, like a $180 book or something I bought with one. The guy who wrote the book on the G30. What was it? Yeah, it was, uh, there's there's a couple of them. There's, uh, his his name is Stuart P. McIntosh. He's, uh, oh, here we go. Here's one of them. Like you got, uh, it's called the redesign of the global financial architecture, the return of state authority. Actually, he rebranded this book, Tim, and it's uh, not called the return of state authority anymore. It's uh, something else, which is pretty like just trying to hide, you know, uh, his and what, true and what's that like? That's like a hundred and fifty dollar book or something like that. Yeah, I, mean, I think like one hundred and seventy, one hundred and eighty, and then he has another one, climate crisis economics, that he just came out with. That I think like one eighty. That one too. Yeah. But it's like, like that was, I think that was a little bit cheaper. Maybe I maybe I cheaped out and just got the paperback on that one. But uh, yeah, but yeah, again, you know, they're, they're not wanting to sell it to the regular Joe on the street because like the bullshit in here is just basically like, uh, you know, bragging about technocrats, you know, that uh, taking over the world. They're talking about the financial stability board, you know, the 20 central bankers that make all the rules for, you know, fi- financial regulation around the world and all this stuff. So. Uh, again, you know, they got a lot of a lot of control, these guys, you know, everywhere. And of course, now they're panicking. I seen from the financial stability board, you know, I don't know if you paid attention as of late, but every central bank, I went and did a report on what central banks held in their balance sheets. And what I found is like every web page of every central bank has a financial stability report now. And that's from the financial stability board. So they do report to the financial stability board uh, about their stability. <laughs> <laughs> the system and of course like, well there's... speaking of financial yeah. stability yeah. i mean what really underpins the entire system would be the 10-year treasury yeah. and i'm actually I'll, I'll admit it i did not think it could get to five percent or 4.8 wherever it's at right the second as we're looking on the screen i didn't think we really had the ability to do that and no neither did i and one of the things that's pretty crazy is uh you know my first podcast i ever came out with ever in 2016 was on I talked about interest rate risk and I talked about my question that made it to Janet Yellen in, I think it was like June 22nd, 2016. I asked Congressman Schweiker, who then asked somebody else. Uh, basically, he posted on Facebook, like, hey, I'm going to be in a health financial services committee with Janet Yellen. And anyone have a question? And then uh, I remember watching the Peter Schiff podcast or listening to it and I almost fell out of my out of my bed. I'm like, oh, my God, they asked my question. Like, Are you kidding me? And basically, it was, you know, at the time, just really the backstory is, the Federal Reserve, you know, was making hundreds of billions of dollars a year. They get to keep 6% of all the interest of all the debt, and yeah. then they give back 94% to the Treasury. And uh, I was basically like, well, what's going to happen when you're forced to raise rates, not because you want to, but because you have to. And now when you raise rates, your underlying your bond portfolio, because you're sitting on trillions of dollars of bonds, uh, you're going to have massive unrealized losses. And instead of making money, you're actually going to be losing money. Uh, are you going to send the Treasury a bill? And Janet Yellen said, uh, laughed a little bit and then said it was impossible to happen and then actually clarified, oh, wait, there is one scenario where this could happen. And that one scenario is maybe 
the economy is doing great and prices are going up and things are really heating up and we're forced to raise rates to slow things down. And wouldn't that be a great problem? Well, it's a great problem now, bitch, because look what's happening with you, the <laughs> Treasury Secretary, when like SVB Bank went down, First Republic yeah. went down. It's because of the unrealized losses that I was talking about yeah. on video. My first video I was ever in. I looked on this one program where I can type in a, a keyword and I mumble a lot. So it's not really perfect on this thing. And it was like a hundred and, and all my videos aren't even up there. And it was like 197 different videos over the last eight years that I brought it up. And it's just like, how is every other person not bringing this up? And how is every other person not realizing that when you raise rates, you decrease the underlying uh, value of that bond. And then I also then predicted on video that, which sounds crazy. I did a client video January of, of 22 last year. And I said, uh, I bet when now they're raising rates, I bet that they're going to have some sort of scheme where these banks get to turn in their bonds that have lost a whole bunch of money and they get to turn it in and then get a hundred cents in the dollar. Now that is what they call the bank term funding program, which most people don't even know about. Can you pull up a, let's go to Yeah, actually, actually, let me, let, no, no I, you don't have to. I'm tracking it on my personal website here. Well, actually, well, yeah, okay, here we go. Now with this, uh, so with well, the BTFP, basically essentially what's, what's going on, you're on your, uh, you're on your, uh, uh, signal chat right now is what we're, oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you want to see that. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. but essentially what's going on with the BTFP is instead of, so they're doing a one-year loan. And so let's say you had a million dollar bond that's now worth $500,000. The banks get to turn in that $500,000 yeah. current value million dollar par bond. They get the million dollars. And so the real banks haven't really had to actually realize these uh, losses because they've been made whole. But, you know, if we also were to go pull up, it just sucks in both my hands. You know, it's like my typing is like a freaking caveman right now with like three fingers. Yeah. But the other... Thing is if you start looking at like the uh u.s money supply uh, you know fred uh you know no no it's it's decreasing uh, it's in deflation right now or you do fred uh or type in fred so that's a federal reserve economic database in case people are like why do you keep saying fred so then so uh fred uh total bank deposits so if you have bank deposits going down every, all their lending is based off of bank deposits and so you cannot and, and the only way all these like wheels keep spinning in the system is if we're getting deeper and deeper into debt but the banks aren't able to take on more debt in their balance sheet because they have unrealized losses. And so they're in like this contraction mode, but they haven't had to have the full random. Yeah, there we go. That's exactly what I wanted you to pull up. And yeah, so you start, I mean, where the entire history of that chart is up and to the right, maybe the few tiny little deviations, but that is a gigantic deviation. And that's what, guess what? That's why they're bringing us to fucking war right now is because yep. they need an excuse to print money. They need an excuse to lower interest rates. Because in the next uh, basically three years, you're probably going to have close to a trillion dollars of commercial real estate. That's gonna, And I didn't even know this until recently, but uh, I mean, recently as in like two years ago, but it was something huge. I mean, I think if you type in like Wall Street Journal, CRE, uh, refinance or something, you'll see yeah. it's something like $800 billion or a trillion dollars over the next couple of years are all going to be refinanced because – a lot of and a lot of these are owned by the regional banks, but the big yeah. banks probably want the regional banks to go down. So that way, then they'll probably lower rates. They'll probably then scoop all these banks, all these smaller banks up, and then they're going to you know have some sort of sweetheart deals where they don't get the losses, just like what happened with like Merrill Lynch in two thousand eight when Bank of America you know did that emergency buyout of them. But it's all a big scam, and so they need to have an excuse to raise rates. And I'm not sure if you saw this, John, but Janet Yellen, uh, not very many people have covered this. I think. Maybe just to give him credit, I think Mark Moss covered this, and this might be it. But aside from him, so Janet Yellen was suggesting much lower for much longer. Now, she didn't say that, but what she said is that the government's borrowing costs 
I think somewhere over here. It's going to be – now, we didn't prepare at all for this. Basically, like, hey, yeah. let's do a video tomorrow. I'm like, hey, can we do it today? And then, you know, I was working out and then coming right into this. So this is all real. This is raw. This is live. We're not – uh, you know, we didn't plan out any of this. But I believe she said something like it was going to be 1% of uh, the interest cost. going to be like 1% of the GDP. But the Yeah, that, yeah I, I saw that as well. Right when Janet Yellen tells us debt cost to GDP ratio will be 1% over the next 10 years – she is really saying interest rates will be below uh, 1%. I believe it was like 0.82 or 0.85. Yeah, so yeah, it would have yeah. to be a weighted average of 0.85% to bring that down. And so now well, the only ways that can happen is either they bring it down to 0.85 or, I mean, let's not try to laugh here, but or the government needs to run massive surpluses while <laughs> to, then, to then bring it down. Uh, we know that's not going to happen yeah, or yeah. get like their fiscal house in order. Yeah, because they're at what 1.8 trillion right now in the in deficit so far this year. There's no fucking way it's going to. So yeah. What do they need to do? They, but then when they do that, then okay, well, they fix in quotes one problem. Very hard for me to make the air uh, quote air sign when I can't like okay, I can kind of bend these two, <laughs> but you can't you can't fix this because then you because just like when they raise rates, okay, well, they. They, well, they didn't even fix inflation, but then, okay, well, then you have massive unrealized losses. And I remember telling people, I remember even when I was working for my first company I was working for that was managing like $80 billion at the time. And I had the opportunity to talk to the top fund managers there. And I was asking them this as like a 24 year old at the time. And, you know, they'd, they would realize, okay, yeah, you know, I can see the point, but you know, the point for them is to go along, to get along that if it happens to them, it's going to happen to everybody else. And so everybody and so if it's one thing that I can say, at least for my clients, that we were able to avoid, it was the long-term bond situation. Because a lot of people in 10-year bonds lost, you know, 50% over the past couple of years. Yeah. Or they didn't, or the current present value is off by 50 and they'll get it back in like seven years. But uh, by then, how many horses will have left the barn? Or then do we have hyperinflation? Or then yeah. do we have, in seven years, we got all the 2030 coming up. So this is all an excuse to print money, to bring in the CBDC. To then say, oh, you know, the system didn't go down because it was always going to go down. The system was going down because of the damn Russians or the Chinese or the Easter Bunny yeah. or whomever it is or the Hamas or Iran. And so, yeah. you know what? Let's just and then we'll throw in a uh, another scam demic while we're at it too to keep you in the home to then give you the universal basic income that's going to come from a CBDC. And then you know, you know what? Another reason you haven't seen me on video the past two years and uh, kind of one of the main reasons John and I stopped doing videos is. And I stopped doing videos basically completely for a year. Uh, was uh, I needed to make sure that I was in a position to protect myself and my family and not be vulnerable to when you know everything blows up? Because guess who's not going to be getting on the CBDC? Guess who's not going <laughs> to yeah. have a very good social credit score? Guess who's not going into the fucking grocery store with a mask again? Because when I say again, I mean I didn't the first time. Uh, yeah. But this time, that's why I've got a massive greenhouse. That's why I've got thirty six chickens. That's why I've got all this different stuff going on. So that way I'm not going to have to be a slave. If you can't starve us out, you can't make us run going back to the. They're going to go back to uh, parallel societies that they had in during the communist, uh, you know, Soviet Union. Hank Williams Jr. Not Charlie Daniels. Yeah. But then, and then actually the Hank Williams Jr. Song about, you know, you can't starve us out. You can't make us run. Do you know how that song actually starts off? No, no. It's the interest is up and the stock market's down. And then so it's actually, <laughs> you know, the interest rates. Too. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. Hank Williams Jr. knew. He knew. Back well, he, back, what was going him, on? He's, he's been on, the, like, he, he understood this. And uh, I, I think I showed it, but let's just quickly go through it and see the insanity of this. Watch this. Like, this is the losses of region. Can you zoom in, you zoom in on that at all? I'm I sorry. can't, unfortunately. But, like, you have 
So just at the treasuries here, you got, uh, you know, banks like Citizen State Bank has 97% loss on government security holdings. You know, you got Union County Savings Bank, 93.2%. How was I, you know, 31 years old, I was, or maybe I was 30 at the time, uh, or even 29. But, you know, I already had a kid, was doing Ironman triathlons, was running a business, doing all this other shit. And you guys have hundreds of PhDs, hundreds of economists, hundreds, you know, trillions of dollars, to, you know, billions of dollars at your disposal and budgets and, and AI and modeling. And I'm able to fucking figure this out in my spare time, but you guys yeah. can't figure it out. And then I bring you the exact situation. Oh, but getting back to the free talk live. So yeah. Ian asked, you know, well, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I've just been on my show. I document the ongoing financial collapse. And he goes, well, what do you mean by that? And he goes, and when's it going to kick off? And I go, well, the real kickoff is going to be when the Fed is forced to raise rates because eventually inflation is going to yeah. get out of control. And when they raise rates, it's going to wipe out the collateral of the entire system. And then they'll probably go to war with Russia. How the fuck did I know that we're going to war with Russia, <laughs> that they raised the rates by 500 basis points. And now the and then, oh, SVB is collapsing. And First Republic is collapsing. Yeah. And, they, guess what? All and all the banks did that. Do you see it on the list? That yeah. bank term funding program. Yeah. But all these banks are underwater. And that's why you well, know, it's in the bank term funding program in a cowboy yeah. and a pirate hat with two broken fucking fingers able to figure this out. But yet Janet Yellen, uh, you know, who said we're never going to have another recession in our lifetime. <laughs> I, I remember that. <laughs> that she gets to be in charge of the nation's fucking treasury supply when she's in the whole justification of having a Federal Reserve. is so that way the Federal Reserve and Treasury are independent. And yet the former Fed governor, not former Fed governor, the former head of the Fed is now running the fucking treasury. And then before her, two people before her, <laughs> Was who? Timothy Geithner, who used to be at the head of the New York oh, Fed, Tim. who then ran the Treasury. So the entire bullshit justification of having a Federal Reserve is to separate the two. But yet the fox is then going over to the hen house to guard it. Yeah. And yet who owns the Federal Reserve? The 12 other Federal Reserve banks. And who yeah. owns that? Who owns that? Oh, all the, the banksters. Banks. Yeah. And then all day they're like, oh, let us talk about who's going to be the fucking president. Guess what? <laughs> it doesn't matter who's the president because they want us arguing down here. Oh, yeah. the president. President fucking matter. And who's above the president? Oh, it's the monitor system, you morons. Yeah. And you've got you know, all the think tanks and the Black Rocks and the, you know, like the Bilderbergs and the Club of Rome uh, and uh, WEFers and all these other people. And then you know, go to like 13 families. They want us fighting at the lowest level possible. And then, you know what? Even if you were going to vote, first off, your vote doesn't matter yeah. because, you know, the whole thing's rigged anyways. And then even if your vote did count, you'd be much more actually uh effective now i'm not like encouraging people to vote but you'd be much more effective advocating in like the primary where there's a very small percentage of people voting that then determines who's even going to be on the ballot yeah. because unfortunately who's on the ballot are the same people that run and own the system and uh okay i'll i'll uh take a break from my ranting yeah uh, but uh, but again but again like you were talking about the timothy geithner little scumbag okay you can like this tweet i don't know if you've seen this Thank you. We have a question from John Sinison. Oh, yeah. I remember that. What concerns do you have regarding the de-dollarization? And can the Fed handle a potential U.S. Treasury exodus? Jeremy, do you want to do that? I would say it's... <laughs> no. no, I mean, just other than, you know, uh, as Tim said, I think at the outset, um, the fact that the treasury market is sort of the central <laughs> fundamental market <laughs> in, in, in the financial world. 
obviously related to. I wonder how many of them are uh, dual Israeli uh, citizens up there. Like every fucking one of them. To sort of the general thrust of what we're what we're about, but but beyond that, I don't know that I'd say say much else. I, I would like to add to that. I agree with Jeremy uh, that the safer and sounder uh, the U.S. Treasury market is, the more it supports the use of the dollar in international finance. Uh, and that's good for the United States and it's good for global investors. And it, because of that demand, uh, it lowers the. the you you can just see, look, like, this is what uh, my masters told me to say. I'm scared. I don't want to say anything else. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and, 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 and it's hilarious. Like, and for people that don't know, the New York Fed runs. The New York Fed yeah. basically runs the Fed yeah. for people that don't know. And Timothy Geithner was the head of the New York Fed. Yeah. Then went on to be Treasury Secretary immediately after the <laughs> 2008 crash. Because I think at the time was it, he took over for Hank Paulson, who was yeah. then the former fucking CEO of <laughs> Goldman Sachs. Yeah. So, oh yeah. <laughs> Like we need to be independent, and then we're going to have the CEO of Goldman Sachs. Then, be, and then, be, then the CEO before that was what is it, uh, John Corzine, yeah, who then went over to MF Global and stole a bunch of money, and then didn't get in any trouble. And then uh, his underling was Gary Gensler, who now runs the SEC, and luckily just got his ass kicked on basically five different lawsuits in a row, uh, yeah. uh, losing some left and right. But you know, the whole thing is just so corrupt and so crazy. Uh, but again, like it comes back to what you talked about, you know, like they get really scared. You could see he was answering like the that duppy guy who was just like perked up as like, this is, yeah, this is the United States. Uh, U.S. Treasury is the strongest in the world. Like, like they're, they're scared about that. Like they do. Can you imagine like them actually like having to face reality? Like because that question was asked, of course, before the interest rates might start to go up. Right? Like, so it's, <laughs> you, can, you can imagine what the question would be like. Oh, it be like. I don't want to say it. Uh, they're gonna lose trust in our system of scam. Like it's these guys. That's like why they want yeah. to kill everybody off. That's why they want to have you know maybe have a ninety percent world reduction to be able to control us. And we've got quotes from who is it, like Zbigniew Dubrzinski who said it used to be easier to kill a million people than to sorry to control a million people than to kill yeah. a million people. Now it's infinitely easier to kill a million sorry to control a million sorry to kill a million people than to control a million people. And then his daughter was uh, Mika Brzezinski on oh, just CNN, right? Or MSNBC. Uh, MSNBC. Yeah. So she, yeah. And then now it's, uh, you know, she's the wife of Joe Scarborough. So a lot of people don't, don't know that. And maybe some people don't. Even, but he was, you know, right up there with uh, Kissinger and, you know, one of the top level globalists, tried, uh, you know, Rockefeller, top level globalist uh, gopher up there was uh, the big new Brzezinski. But uh, I, I don't like, I think you did you post this or was it? Uh... Like, I just got to share an article. I've only been posted on Telegram, so unless it's on yeah. Telegram, but... Uh, uh, this one here, like, did you, like, JP Morgan dumps? Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. I did <laughs> yeah. post that. Yeah, that... Oh, here, here's another one. <laughs> you know, Jamie's out there, you know. He's, he's trying to save his own skin or whatever he's trying to do, you know, like, oh, I'm going to come after those, uh, those guys, the central banksters that I... Oh, wait, I'm, I'm shareholders in the, the Federal Reserve here. <laughs> Well, what about the, de I mean, going back to de-dollarization, I mean, what yeah. about this article from uh, just a couple of days ago where Chinese digital yuan CBDC used for first time to settle cross-border oil deal. So yeah. uh, you have, there it is, CB Chinese digital yuan. No, uh, they're working on it. There's there's lots of projects. They're doing it. They're not working on it. They're doing it. Yeah. If you go to the biz, you know, and go to their innovation hub. Like you actually find like twenty or thirty different uh, projects that are ongoing. You know, You're setting about up biz, the the Bank of International yeah, Bank of International Settlements, yeah, 
And so you have all these projects, you know, all these cross, uh, you know, border settlements, you know, they got the wholesale and then they got the retail, you know, central bank digital currency. The wholesale is the one that's, you know, from central bank to central bank and in the banking system. And then the retail is the one that we're going to use that's going to be credit rated uh, or carbon credit rated or whatever they want to, you know, put on that, of course. So like <laughs> these, these guys, they're never going to stop. And and of course, in the book, The Curse of Cash by Ken Rogoff that I wrote, that I read in 2016, you know, he clearly made it apparent that what the plan is with cashless. Yeah, G30, it's taxation. Yeah, he actually, that's how I learned the about the G30 group because he wrote about it in The Curse of Cash. <laughs> and you're book. like the to your credit to your credit you're like the only uh real person i know who talks about the g30 and, I mean, almost and, and the group uh, 30 actually board. back to that tim this is the funniest thing is that actually that guy you know that meeting now my girlfriend that club, nothing mad at me for yelling and so i just she just put a sign on the door to tell me to act more zen as uh <laughs> flipping out about Janet yeah. Yellen. i'm just no, but, talking but about the, you know my yeah. kids and your kids and everyone's kids being slaves and so sorry right. i got a little heated yeah. knowing uh that this well it's the future and that's yeah, no, but that's back to like talking about Group 30. That interview that I just showed you was the Group 30. And and actually during that interview, there was Bloomberg, the New York Times reporters that was asking questions. So totally ridiculous. And they're just like patting them on the back, you know, like, hey, good boys over there. You know, like you're doing a great job here. Like then I, I come in with a shock. But I'm surprised that it, she even asked that question. She was the moderator, that lady that asked that question. But I was pretty, pretty impressed that I actually got to ask because I put in the question first. And so like they didn't ask it. So I was like, hey, my question is not getting asked. I was like, oh, can you please add the question again? She said, and like, and then I added it again. And then, of course, uh, they managed to ask it to like right after a Bloomberg reporter asked like a totally like ridiculous, you know, a super technical question that had nothing to do with reality, basically. Right. But. Yeah, they don't like, you know, being questioned on the authority of, you know, their monitor system because their monitor system is a Ponzi scheme. You know, it's right. Like when they have deflation, Tim, and that's what we're having now because they raise rates, you know, that deflation is the end game. You know, like in it was in Ben Bernanke's 2002 speech, you know, right about it uh, in his 2002 speech to the Federal Reserve. It's like. Yeah, the, don't worry, guys. You know, the, if we ever hit deflation, we we got to you know we got to feel good because we do have uh, the ultimate weapon of the money printing mechanism at the Federal Reserve to to save the economy. So basically, that. But again, you know, like we've been in depression since two thousand and eight. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, a few points I want to make on that. And actually, yeah. now with what you just now with what you just said, it actually makes me want to now make a different point. Uh, or in addition to that, so I mean, the, the re when you say we've been in depression since two thousand eight, what people need to understand is that. Like, wait, no, we're not because the GDP has been going up. Okay, well, how did they get the GDP number? Well, they take the whatever the real GDP is and they minus the inflation. So let's say the GDP grew by five uh, and then they say inflation's three. Well, five minus three is two. So the GDP grows by two. And basically for 15 years, that was pretty much what was going on. But let's say the real inflation rate was 10. Now we're talking not now. We're talking like five years ago. So let's say the real inflation rate was 10. Well, 5% GDP growth minus 10 is negative 5% contraction. So they have a bullshit inflation number that then goes right into the bullshit GDP number 
yep. which is then bullshit because okay, well, GDP, like what does that measure the health of the a country? And then the inflation number is bullshit. Are we better off sending a hundred billion dollars to Ukraine? Are we better off that everything costs more money? Are we better off that when we go fill up our gas tank? Are we better off that you know the hundred bucks at the grocery store gets you like one bag, especially if you're uh you know eating organic and non-GMO and not all their you know poison food that they want to push down our throats not to mention here's another article i'm going to put on screen can you make a speaker view so when you do the thing people can see this so we've got uh it might already be i, I just don't know so we've got meat giant tyson foods reveals new insect plant in 2025 but to go back to the other point that i was initially going to make is that the reason they can't have like a permanent deflate or even like a very uh small amount if of we deflation, could share it share it again tim i didn't have it Okay. Now the reason they, uh, I'm not sure which, uh, let's see, I go back. So yeah, here's meat giant Tyson yeah. food reveals new insect plant, new insect plant in 2025. <laughs> so a new one. So what do they have existing? Ones you eats the bugs, Tim. But this is one of the most important points. Somebody could, that people could realize why it's going to end in hyperinflation. So, I mean, there's basically two options, either, you know, inflation or deflation, uh, probably not going to be, I guess the third option would be a, just like ho-hums and there's neither. That's probably not how it's going to happen. But uh, so let's say there is deflation. Well, they can't have deflation. This is hard to do is, you know, having uh, basically no hands. But, you know, there used to be that Mike Maloney, you know, the Mike Maloney Hidden Secrets of Money Part 4, where it shows, you know, since the money is backed by debt or the yeah. currency rather. So let's say you're the only two people on an island. You borrow the first hundred bucks that's ever been existed from me. One year loan, 3% interest. After one year, you have to pay me 103 bucks. But guess what? You can't because there's only a hundred dollars. You have to borrow more money. So essentially from day one, it's a yeah. scheme that can never uh, end up paying itself off. So if you have this much currency and you have, sorry, this much uh, debt and you've got this much money, and I'm like messing this up over here. You, If you use your money to pay off the debt, well, then all you're going to be left with is debt because the debt is the currency. And so all your dollar bill is, is an IOU for a treasury. That's also an IOU. So your dollar bill is an IOU of an IOU. And so guess what? As that system of deflation is happening, it could cause the entire system to blow up, which then would lead to a hyperinflation because nobody would use the currency. So then to get ahead of it, as you just pointed out, they have to go print a bunch of money with their money printer. And I you know, wish I had my two money printer guns over there going. But uh I guess they're going to use one real, really right now. But uh, if they start printing all the money, then that's also going to eventually lead to the hyperinflation. And so they want a war and they also want the CBDC. Yeah. So they need to have a problem reaction <laughs> solution. Either way, these guys well, are the trying yeah. to get inflation the entire time. And it's like, you know, careful what you wish for. Because you know what? You wanted the inflation. Well, is it that grave a problem? Janet Yellen in 2016 telling, a, <laughs> you know, a, uh, I don't even know, like a young 30-year-old temperature at the time that it was impossible. Well, that's funny because, you know, why don't you guys hire me? I'm not for sale, but would you want to hire me to be treasury secretary or the Fed so I can just close it down? I mean, if anything, they should just be going off like the 10-year treasury, let it flow, or two-year treasury, let it flow, and that's the Fed funds rate, or there shouldn't even be a Fed funds rate, but make that the treasury yeah. rate. If you're going to have a current screw job system, at least not have that system getting owned. But, you know, because right now we are basically high-tech slaves and it's getting out of control. And how we started this off was talking about, you know, the treasury. We've mentioned that, you know, several times. And, uh, you know, right now, you know, the 10-year treasury did breach 5% since for the first time since 2007. And there's been terrible auctions going on right yeah. now. Where and what, what is the mortgage rate at? Like 8%, right? The 30 Yeah, it's right, right yeah. around 8 And, you know, and I <laughs> thought I was getting screwed, you know, at 6.25. Because, you know, right as I was trying to put offers in on houses uh, a little over a year ago, it's like right when things started going up and, uh, you know, got screwed out of a couple of houses, even though I offered 
more than full price on some of them. And, you know, there was backroom deal. Anyways, I'm glad things didn't work out with some of those other places. And I'm glad where I'm at now. Uh, But yeah, I mean, and this is really stretching the consumer, which is why you've got the uh, CEO of Bank of America, Brian Moynihan, saying that the the consumers are at a point of pain because you and I have talked about how this was going to be a cost of living crisis. And we have been talking about this ever since, you know, basically we started doing videos together in 2018. And this is exactly what we're going through. And so because it's a currency war that's getting out of control, they need to jump in front of it and they can't just let it collapse. They need to get, they need to control the collapse. And the best way to control that collapse is going to be, yeah, is going to be through a war. And then they're going to, and, but you know, they're, it's not like the U.S. fighting them. I mean, it's all basically all a bunch of theater with the same controlling families up at yeah. the top who are all sitting offshore, who are all want to basically kill most of the population anyways. Uh, so that way they can control the resources. And uh, I mean, we did a video what, like two years ago on how the Rockefellers and the Internet Continental Exchange, which is, you know, the New York Stock Exchange owners wanted that basically have an ETF and commoditize the entire Basically yeah, just commoditize everything. Like it, it's a natural a, natural asset corporation. Like they've wanted the to create a special. Done videos on that are like me, you, Corbett, and Whitney Webb. And you know, I, I say yeah. that's pretty fucking good company to be in right there with with those <laughs> with all those heavy hitters. But I have seen, I had never seen another person bring that up besides all those individuals. So and here, like this is my uh, website. I I worked on a project actually for uh, Mike Smith. You know that uh, he does podcast with Doug Casey, right? And so uh, the Mike Mike paid me to, you know, like put this together. And uh, so I, I created it and it's called younggloballeaders.club, not .com, uh, no .org, I think is their website. I actually took the domain .club because that's more. Pertinent. I think .club, yeah, that's a pretty, yeah. that's a pretty good one. <laughs> and, and so I put it together so you can go here and search on. You know, the actual Great Reset. You could uh, listen to these uh, because these are minions, you know, that are getting taught. Uh, what to do? Like it's a five-year program. I love how you have like an anonymous program. website, and then you have a, a video with you in it at the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't care less, you know, like about these. But yeah, there's yeah. also another community, and now they got global shapers. So like young global leaders, there's like between thirty to forty year old leaders, and it's like three thousand seven hundred of them. And now they got another ten thousand plus, you know, global shapers, which is like from twenty up to uh, no, uh, I think it's from sixteen up to the twenty or whatever, no thirty. Uh, and so they add this, and of course, uh, like this is just to take the kids and then brainwash them, you know, at an early stage into these uh, globalist, you know, uh, thing. Like the thing is, is like everybody's talking about the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum is that, right? Like it's the program for the corporate elites uh, to, you know, be a part of the United Nations Agenda 2030 program. And <clears throat> of course, on top of that, like, uh, and sitting around, like in you know, the United Nations. I, I remember when I was young, Tim, I, I was a part of something called Junior Chamber International. You know, I, I got training there, like that uh, training on personal, uh, you know, on uh, how to portray yourself as a as a public speaker, all this training to make you really good at, you know, putting a message forward. And uh, little did I know that later when I, I actually, this is how I got uh, kind of like ostracized from the group, Tim, and you love this. I, I actually asked one of the leaders there. He's a, he's a, a, a top leader in, in uh, the world in, in uh, cybersecurity. Uh, he has his own consulting agency, like consulting for Microsoft and all these big companies, Amazon and so on. And so he, I asked him, you know, it's like, oh, I, I looked into this monetary system and, uh, you know, it's a, it looks like it's a Ponzi scheme or whatever. And I was like, don't you ever talk about that ever again to me. 
you know this is uh you should never look into conspiracy theories like that and that's when i kind of like got the reality check but that was back in 20, they, uh, 2006 you know, or five came from the cia yeah and, and that was 2005 and so i i kind of got that first uh, thing where i started to look into the stuff and then um uh, you know, I, I found out later, Junior Chamber International is the youth organization. It's the young global leader for the UN, <laughs> basically. And so, like, all these people that I went there with, like, a lot of them have now jobs in the United Nations. You know, there's 125,000 employees of the United Nations, you know, that are running around in 100 different sub-agencies. And all these uh, guys, all they, all they work on is, you know, actually former Norwegian uh, head of state, uh, former prime minister Gwilym Brundtland, uh, her our common future book, and and I actually asked that there was a friend of mine, a uh, he's he runs his own, he jumped out of RBC right now. He used to run their gold fund at the RB, Royal Bank of Canada, but he got out of there. He starts his own thing. But what he was telling me at school when he went to this high, you know, like private school, they actually had to read our common future, you know, as a uh, as I think, because in Maurice there, Strong. they're talking about taking it. Yeah, Maurice Strong was a part of writing that. And so they took that, uh, you know, in there to talk about, you know, taking private property uh, and uh, we need, you know, like everybody to be centralized in cities and all this stuff, right? And the same lady, so this is like Norway has a massive financial crisis. Now everything is collapsing in Norway, which I predicted pretty easily because of Didn't massive debt. they always debt put bubble. Norway up as like, this is like, oh, it's the best, the most solid. The yeah. And the oil fund, you know, like, we got the oil fund. The highest taxes. So, you know, yeah, no, like we, we have the oil fund, right? Like the, the big, like sovereign wealth there, fund. Right? You, oh, you still, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she's like, if it wasn't for her living with somebody else, she would be poor as heck. Like she lives off of government, you know, uh, retirement because in Norway, it's so expensive that you can't save for yourself. You know, like she paid 51% income tax as a cleaning lady for crying out loud. That's like a vicious rape of the population. So like, again, you know, it comes back to the, now the oil fund has dropped like the 20% because it has like, well, we were smart. We we're going to go. I remember talking about this when they moved to get into 75%. Is it now when I warned about it, it was 55% stocks and then 45% bonds. But I warned about it, you know, like it's like they're going into stocks. Actually, the oil fund owns 1% of all the stocks in the world, Tim. And so uh, what ended up happening is like now every stock market has crashed. It's like <laughs> your Norwegian uh, sovereign wealth collapsing. fund. You know, about? the bond portfolio. Yeah, the sovereign wealth fund. And so the bond portfolio is collapsing. And so like this, you know, almighty fund, you know, that was the safest in the world is like, oh, it's like great. You know, we, we actually during COVID, it took a whole bunch of money out of it. First of all, and then second, you know, they uh, the government in Norway got into mass amounts of debt that they never had been into, uh, and so they screwed themselves. So actually, the government and the private sector in Norway screwed. And and, and again, like you look to uh, countries around the world now that are struggling. You know, you got Germany, Sweden, uh, you got uh, China, of course, is collapsing. Well, what is happening? Oh, wait, global demand has collapsed. You know, like talking about GDP, like shut up about GDP. You know, like there's no nobody wanting to buy anything because they can't afford it. <laughs> or even worse, they're like, oh, the U.S. consumer is spending more money. It's yeah, that's what... resilient. They're spending more money because they fucking have to. That's why. Because and credit cards just peaked again. Yeah, and it's credit cards that like it's credit card debt. Actually, credit cards are up again. You know, just news data that came out well, the other day. Speaking of the bond system, look at the article we have up here right now is uh, there is no fixed income asset that has outperformed U.S. cash in 2023. Also want to say 
None of this is investment advice. This is their own. Yeah. It's for ed educational and informational purposes only. Please talk with your own financial advisor. If you don't have one, you can check out the website, which uh, I don't really like my website. And I was and I was trying to build a new one right before I got injured. So there you go. But this is something I was talking about for years ahead of time that we were in such a precarious spot. And I had clients get mad at me who were in cash going prior to going into this uh, because I'm like, well, you know, they're like, well, let's go at least go in bonds, you know, making this. I'm like, well, the problem is when the interest rates go up, the underlying values of bonds go down. And so, you know, it actually was safer to be in cash, which is, uh, yep. you know, really super crazy. But eventually in the long run, going in cash would be like the worst thing to do in the long run. Same thing with like some of the longer term bonds. Uh, but when you have, you know, all the quote unquote safe investments, you know, retirees, if retirees want to be really safe, and this is not retirement, I'm just giving like the uh, typical rationale, not like what they should be doing. But you know, typically it's like okay, sixty percent stock, forty percent bonds, and then you know now they <laughs> that, have, that is well, the stock portion well. of their portfolio, you know, could be getting wrecked. The bond portfolio got wrecked. Is wrecked, yeah. The stock, yeah, is wrecked, and then could be getting is wrecked even more. And now, uh, and the baby boomer, the bed, like the biggest portion of the the uh, the economy, like demographic wise, are retiring both Canada, United States, and in all of best most Western countries. Of, and which is the also same why ball. they don't want to pay out all these unfunded yeah. liabilities. Like they don't want to pay out Social Security, Medicare. Yeah. That's even worse. Two hundred trillion. <laughs> and I gave a presentation at Anarcha Boca 2019 called Crisis Retiring. It was a playoff of uh, Doug Casey's Crisis Investing. Doug Casey was supposed to be uh, the final speaker at After Me. Then he didn't show up. I'm like, oh crap! I ended up, you know, here I am, like naming something like in his honor. And then it's, but anyways, I talked about interest rate risk and talked about how, you know, instead of doing bonds, there's other strategies that I would use. And so, you know, I don't want to talk about those strategies here, but uh, you know, that is something that people could, you know, especially if you're like 55 to 65, that you know could be, or I say within 10 years of retirement, you know, would be a good time to talk about because the most important time to be quote unquote like safe and conservative because everyone thinks like oh you're 87 years old that's when you'd be super conservative no it's actually the uh they basically three years before and three years after you retire or you could say five years before or five years after or 10 years before but really it's the few years before and the few years after you have to start withdrawing funds is when it really matters because there's something called sequence of return risk which is you know it doesn't if, if you're 30 years old and you're saving money and investing and the market goes down or gold goes down or whatever you're in goes down. Yeah, you can uh, recover. Well, then you get to buy more of it. So if you're putting, you know, and and then you end up going up and you can average it out. But if you, it doesn't matter if you average even 10%, if you're one, you're down 40 or 50 or 60, because if you're withdrawing funds, you not only have to make up for what you lost, but you have yeah. to make up for what you withdrew as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, but the thing is, most people have nowhere near enough money to retire. They have nowhere, they, they want everybody, what was no. it, Yuval Harari? They want everybody drugged out playing video games watching sports ball and then uh they want to get him you know all shot up with all these jabs and then oops you know uh there's some other war now we don't even and then if you happen to not die from the war well then here's uh <laughs> you know here's your mrna shot and then if you happen to not even get your mrna shot well guess what now we're able to uh you know have mosquitoes deliver it or we could put it into the lettuce, lettuce. We're put it yeah. into the pork we're gonna uh, yeah we're gonna have you eating bugs i mean a lot of stuff that they that these guys you know, really have planned, and uh, you know, I, I probably think going like like five or ten minutes over here because yeah. actually, but the, about, the Malthusians, that's all it comes down to, uh, Tim. It's like they they're after you know Thomas Malthus wrote this in seventeen hundreds <laughs> that well, he wanted less Darwin population. As well, like he was like I think also... so. Like he's a Danish guy, this Malthus guy, and of course, all bad socialist ideas seems to come out of uh, of course out of Scandinavia. 
Uh, but and they were all part of it's all like the Fabian socialism and and yeah, you know, I think that's so. Where like a lot of this comes from and yeah, cause, and then of course like later on, you know, like two hundred years later, Club of Rome attached their their think tank to those ideas. But that's all they are, you know. When I I actually asked ChatGPT about this, it's like are are uh, the United Nations ideas Malthusian? And of course, like I just spit out like. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of Malthusian ideas uh, in the United Nations, but they're not Malthusian. <laughs> well, apparently, uh, oh, sorry, I'm gonna say, uh, um, apparently, if you ask, I saw it today that if you ask Alexa what's going to go on with the 2024 election, apparently it says there's not going to be it. Alexa apparently is saying you probably could find this either on like because yeah, I, I don't have Alexa, I, I couldn't try. I don't have, no, I don't, I don't have Alexa, either, but I, I saw this article today. Apparently, it's saying that. Well, if you have a well, war, due, due to the War Powers Resolution Act of 1973, the U.S. will not have an election in 2024, and that's a, that's what. Like, so I'm sure there's some programmer that's going to be, uh, you know, on that one to make sure that yeah, that one doesn't happen again. Yeah, no, it's uh, but that's that's exactly what we were talking about like when you have a crisis, and actually, it's not just uh. You know the that they do it without saying it. You know, I I listened to PhD in economics from Manitoba in 2016, and he said like, "Oh, you know what fixed the uh, Great Depression? You know, it was uh, World War Three." It's like, oh yeah, you know, like it's 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 fantastic. You know, like let's go around uh, murder, you know, innocent children and women. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> let's go out there murder innocent women and men. You know, like, let's go and murder each other, you know, like, have old fest. Let's have a nuclear holocaust, you know, to raise GDP, you know, for these moron elites that, you know, think that they know anything. But meanwhile, you know, they're, they're like the 9,000 plus, you know, economists that sits at these central banks around the world. Like, they're, they're just, they have no clue what they're doing, basically. They, they created a Ponzi scheme, and they're, like, uh, just as scared as these Ponzi schemers. There's a lot of them in Norway, by the way, that, you know, get caught all the time have a massive Ponzi scheme, and they go in prison. You know, that's what happens to Ponzi schemers. And so uh, just be prepared, you know, to take consequences for your actions you know, that happen uh, through time, guys. And, uh, you know, it's it's a warning, and it's not a non-aggressive warning because it's just uh, telling you guys that, you know, actions have consequences. When you run a system, you impoverish people on purpose, and you don't care because you sit there with your two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars salary, whatever they make, uh, and you sit there in D.C. and have no clue what's going on in the real world because you're not out there, you know, with the blue collar people. You know, the, I, I know plenty of them and they're all in trouble right now with their mortgages, with, uh, you know, cost of living. And so, yeah, you know what? You guys are a bunch of idiots uh, and you have no clue what's going on. Sorry. <laughs> That's to sum up the whole conversation we had, I think, Tim. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds like I just found some pictures of... Uh... Acapulco. I know that's kind of how we started off the show, but maybe oh, yeah. that's how we can end with it as well. And yeah, it looks pretty, uh, pretty horrific. I mean, some of these hotels and that have just been, you know, I mean, obviously not like we're caring about like the billionaire hotel owners, but you know, it's just. Oh. just I think is this the Princess Mundo right here? Oh yeah, it, it almost it might. looks like it. Looks like yeah. it's like the, like the tennis, like the tennis courts where they had the the uh, Mexican Open. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, apparently, Mike Pence has dropped out of the race. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anybody cares about that but no it was yeah. definitely great being back on with you and being able to vent and i you know i haven't been able to do any shows since uh all this attack happened because i wasn't mentally uh and physically with it to be able to uh to do that and so are you, you sure know, it didn't work at the federal reserve 
Yeah, they were like, hey, you know, we uh, were wondering how you were able to, uh, you know, figure out all this stuff, you know, before everybody else and warn us. No, I didn't get it. No, no, they just picked No, no, I, I was saying, was the guy with the pit bull working for the... Oh, you know, who knows? Uh, yeah. It's like, get him! Uh, oh, apparently, I, I've also just saw an article, too, uh, that Erdogan is potentially thinking of maybe declaring war against Israel. Yeah, he's supporting Hamas. Like yeah, that was just I was talking about that early in the show. Actually, he came out and supported Hamas, and so. But it's funny he has his own genocide going on with the Kurds. And, who, and, and, who, and, and who, hey, who let's listen to this. Who is the initial person to support Hamas? Israel. Yeah, Israel. Israel yeah. were the initial yeah. people to support who created it. But so what's interesting because Sweden is getting into the NATO into NATO right now. Well, guess what? Uh, Erdogan, you know, suddenly uh, they're about to get in, and then suddenly chaos breaks out. In guess where in Sweden, where the Kurdish mafia is taken off, shooting people everywhere in Sweden, right? And then Erdogan comes in. They clamp down on the Kurds, you know that the of course they hate because it's a communist commune, you know that are uh, in you know territory of Turkey. And so they came in, took care of them, uh, and then now the actual, but you know the actual parliament of of Turkey has to vote on Sweden getting into NATO. <laughs> Can we get yeah, up? I, mean, I do. I do remember. Uh, yeah. I do remember seeing that. So it's just. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy how much stuff is going on. I feel like now it's just you know just. Uh, well, everybody needs to have have this in their mind. You know, when when you hear about these morons wondering about war, you know, wanting to have all this chaos happening and and having a split into, you know, like oh we got to go murder these people uh, because we hate them because they're bad people. You know, what we got to remember too is like everybody's, you know, terrorists, they might be freedom fighters on the other side uh, because they feel oppressed by someone. The, military, by a the U.S. military teaches that the founding father were terrorists. Yeah. I mean, remember there was a video that Alex Jones was playing back in yeah. the day where it was showing somebody secretly taped, you know, their, uh, you know, captain or lieutenant, whoever it was talking about, you know, George Washington being terrorists and, we can never i mean obviously all the i mean yeah you're exactly right but the thing is if we're going to have all these wars over religion and basically you know there's a lot of you know little i mean the central tenet of all these religions you should you know yeah. you should be loving everybody and so it's just like yeah. oh well, he doesn't agree the same way as me because there's differentiations here or there and their book their book that may have been changed yeah. or their book that is written exactly. in metaphors <laughs> that could be alluding to other stuff their book that had you know the uh what is it, the council of nicaea and I don't know if I forgot what year it was, like 322 AD or 400 something AD, where they took stuff out, put stuff. I mean, who knows? We don't. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not trying to like crap in anybody's religion or beliefs. And it's actually quite the opposite is that, you know, you know, if anything, you know, people should be. Uh, and I know I wasn't exuding the best of this when I was going on my rants and, you know, really everyday life. I'm not going on these gigantic rants because, you know. For, I mean, whatever's coming, I mean, you need to get, you know, mind, body, spirit, right? And so, yeah. you know, I've worked a lot in my mind and the body. And now, even though I went off earlier today on our little rant talking about Janet Yellen, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, whatever's going to happen is probably more spiritual. And I also would like to think that, you know, maybe before they go and they press the nuke button, there might be some divine intervention or God coming in. Who knows? Yeah. Coming in <laughs> uh, but, you know, I do think, you know, they're, they're going to have to allow quite a bit of it to happen and uh and just who i mean at this point i mean you need to you need to be prepared you need to be prepared yeah. also financially you've got to have your 
uh, you know, the basic Maslow's hierarchy of needs covered as well. You know, food, water, shelter. Yeah, be off and, grid with uh, with your food and with your finances. That's basically what it comes Unless to. Unless you want to go uh, start going to, uh, you know, the Tyson food, you know, bug factory. I mean, <laughs> so, uh, or, you know, even if you can get food, yeah. it's all going to be poison. And so, you know, do you want to be reliant on that? And I'm not selling any food or anything, uh, you know, so I'm not selling like any, uh, you know, I don't have any promo codes. Well, neither are we, but it's 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 important. Have your garden. Start with that. You know, like I have a massive garden. Like it's so important. It's like you got to have that. I'm actually building a greenhouse, not as big as yours, uh, but I'm building a very nice greenhouse uh, with a patio inside. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's really good. You should see it. Uh, you know, I definitely am going to have the biggest one in the biggest yeah. one in uh, the neighborhood. So oh, I, I loved it. I was I was in love. You know, I'm a, I'm a garden geek, so I, I was pretty excited when I saw it. Well, the uh, it's a little windy today, but I know one because obviously I'm not building anything right now. Uh, so we had mo. I had done a lot of the uh, getting all the poles in uh, in late June. The game plan was to in October when it cools down a little bit because uh, I'm in Phoenix. So obviously it's you know super hot here so not uh, like care we're just a minus five celsius today so yeah so uh now basically everything like it's uh it's a yeah it's like 13 feet tall and we're but we're putting i think on sunday my guy's coming over and we're putting the uh, uh all the so the end walls are up right now we just got to put the other i think they call it like perlin or something putting that up and then also today we we're fixing the other garden because in phoenix i tried getting it going in like july but i was traveling and it's super hot and then i yeah. looked at my water bill and it's like oh you know you used uh like forty five thousand gallons of water i'm like oh uh-oh maybe <laughs> i mean now you have a bill not- though right like you have a well now though right <laughs> no it comes yeah. from a well but it's not my well so it's, oh yeah. uh, it also but so anyway yeah so it was uh and we did have a lot of rain last year so in case people are like oh you shouldn't be doing that much water in a desert i mean all the wells were fully topped off there's a crap and there's huge aquifers here that they never they and never it was good like yeah do you remember like how the drought in california and like in that area you know around you nevada and everything it was supposed to be like oh climate change you know like we're in the drought it's gonna last forever we're gonna die all die it's like oh wait suddenly like nobody talks about it anymore because you got a and massive rain and water around i mean so the real story is most of earth's fresh water is underground it's yeah. i mean it's a tiny fraction i don't know the exact i'm like one to yeah. four Not, unless you're in canada you know like canada it's freaking but you guys water all, and i actually i was in canada this summer i was i wasn't by you but uh yeah. you know and we had driven 10 hours north up to like this uh chapleau region and actually the crazy thing is i didn't see a single fucking fire a single evidence of smoke anywhere and i was there d- during all this and i booked my ticket like right i think the day or two before yeah. we've had smoke care like uh, all uh, summer almost off and on but my dad like four yeah. hours away from me uh he was saying that in syracuse he was saying that he was getting a, a ton yeah. of smoke from coming from canada and here i am i had drove over cumulatively over 20 hours north and south in canada that's how and big canada is yeah. fire i mean yeah. a single fire anything and so it's like it's kind of weird like i uh yeah. You know, I was expecting to just be, you know, inundated in this, and and it wasn't. But yeah, it was beautiful. It's like all of a sudden, like, it's almost, I feel like everyone could have their own private lake in Canada. It's so crazy. It's like we're oh yeah, uh, like, like I just um, parent- I just flew up north to do a job at a like a huge reserve, uh, like eight thousand people in the middle of nowhere. And when you fly up north, like it's ridiculous. It's like hundreds of hundreds or of I lakes. I see like the camping, the camping. It's probably thousands of thousands. The camping yeah. up there, like you could just basically pull over, you know. Boot You're not allowed to. Hey, don't even try that. The government will pull, put you in prison if you try to. Are you camp. not allowed? Are you anyway, not allowed to? Boondock? No, no, you gotta are you go. Not allowed to boondock? 
No, you gotta you gotta be in a public uh public spot in a public garment cap. No, you, you, you can like... do you can do backwards. You gotta get onto Crown Land, the Queen's Land, or no, 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 King Charles Land, anyways. Uh, oh, I saw a map. I saw a map up in a cabinet I was in. And I was from like like uh, maybe 1956, and it says reproduce with permission from Her Majesty the yeah. Queen. I'm like a bunch of fucking like. Oh, uh, they're still into that stuff. There. It's you like uh, to... it's laughable, but yeah. That you guys have to go get permission from the queen to yeah. make a map of yeah. canoe routes in Canada. Oh, yeah. You have to ask yeah. the queen. It's her line. And another thing is, the queen was on your guys' currency when she was, I for, it was like when she was like oh, six yeah. or maybe it was like nine years old. It was something oh, yeah. crazy. It was like, well, and, and, like, and you know, like uh, we had the same as in the United States where they got rid of the silver and the uh, Canadian coinage. I, I documented that in my book on the Canadian economy, which is hilarious. I predicted a massive, massive real estate here. collapse in my book there. And now look at where Canada is like uh, Toronto and Vancouver has just completely collapsed. You know, like, oh, wait, what happened in 2017 when I wrote my book? They cut interest rates. Yeah, because it just the, wasn't uh, going. Yeah, was it, it was rounds bottom after after he sold all the gold in like two thousand three at like two three hundred bucks an ounce. But yeah, Norway going because we've got yeah. I've okay, got yeah. cleaners coming over right now, and I do have to clean up a tiny tiny little pre clean before they come. <laughs> but I forgot they were coming when I uh, scheduled this. But anyways, dude, it was definitely great talking with you again and being yeah. On check here. out. For... So where can people find you? Uh, right now, the Liberty Advisor Show, it would be the best yeah. place uh, people could find me. You can get uh, the content. I'm going to start putting out more content again. Uh, you know, I was planning on doing it and then, you know, all the dog stuff happened and getting behind. I mean, I'm still dealing with it right now. Uh, I can't bend either. I can't make a fist with either either hand right now. So, uh, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, you guys yeah. can find me at the Liberty Advisor Show. You can get on an email list over there so that way you can be ahead of the news i hardly ever send out emails so it's not like you can get spanned but you know at some point you know we're probably gonna get a little more uh you know a little more diligent on doing that and i would say you know if you uh i guess one ask would be you know if anyone is like a financial advisor in america watching this and you align with us you know i, I am looking for like a commission sales guy or woman to be able to you know basically take like intro phone calls and even you know be an advisor because uh you know right now that's probably one of the areas I, I, I sort of lack in, uh, you know, is having that, you know, salesperson type role. Uh, and it's not like even that hard selling. It's people like come on the website and schedule with us. And so, yeah. you know, I need to be able to have someone that could take that entry, that intro call. But ideally, someone that's in the business, uh, you know, ideally, if they had a Series 66, but, you know, not super hard to uh, acquire that. You don't need a Series 7. And actually, I would advise sort of against that. I used to have it. And then... Uh, and then drop that. So, uh, but anyways, no, if you, if anyone out there knows somebody that, uh, you know, is more, uh, voluntarist anarchist, uh, leanings and, you know, doesn't like, you know, the current job and they want to have, you know, unlimited income potential and control their own hours and work from home and, uh, you know, just be on this journey together to help save as many people's retirements as possible. And, you know, it's just trying to be the least worse off, you know, we're not making any promises, not, no. but at the same point, you know, I think that our investment strategy is trying to provide the lifeboats, and you know, right now the average person doesn't realize that yeah, you want to be the least worst off, you know. In the yeah, depression. I mean, in Doug Casey, we'll talk about that. Yeah. You know, I've talked about that. You talk about that, and so you know, we're not. Uh, and you know, and 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 it could mean that you make millions of dollars on <laughs> these investments, but those millions of dollars could be in deflated value. Yeah. So when we talk about Bitcoin, maybe being a million dollars, well, it doesn't mean you know, woohoo, it's a million dollars. It means you know, there's blood in the streets and lots of bad things. So you know, another careful what you wish for, but you know, it'd be better to have that and have it go up a bunch, even if it's not keeping up with inflation, hopefully it's 
exceeding it and other things are exceeding yeah. it, but certainly better than if you have cash that got hyperinflated away, like it did in, you know, Germany, you know, when they had the gold mark and that collapsed into the uh, rented mark, then that collapsed for a trillion to one into the Reich mark and then that collapsed into the Deutsch mark. And so, you know what, the, a lot of people doing the safe things got absolutely mother, mm-hmm. you know what, and they're still going to get, uh, you know, absolutely shellacked. And, you know, if you want to be with a guy that saw it ahead of time, that was on video talking about it ahead of time, they had the balls to talk about this to the, Federal Reserve governor uh, on the floor of Congress uh, in 2016, you know, I'm the guy. So uh, the Liberty Advisor show is where you guys can find my content. And uh, thank you for having me on. And uh, we got, and we do have a link to your stuff there as well, too. So you can go there and then click. Yeah. And we got a bunch of your videos up there as well. And uh, to get to the economic truth and, uh, and yeah, I am interested in getting, if you could send me some of the, where can we, where can I find those graphs that you uh, were showing oh, earlier it's, today? It's under my infogram. If you search actually up John Snyder's infogram, you'll actually find, find them there. Like they're available on, like it'll pop up on Google actually. Like, and you okay, can cool. click can you on it. Me, and can all you send my me one on, on Signal, and I'll uh, and then yep. I'll, maybe I'll, I'll reference it in a future video because we're Sounds not good. the right hand taken up. But uh, anyways, <laughs> dude, it was nice talking with you. Yeah, pleasure. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll be talking again for sure. There's a lot of fun things happening. So we'll talk watch to you soon. Watch out for those uh, pit bulls. So yeah. Yeah. Watch, everyone stay safe. Watch <laughs> yeah. out for those fucking pit bulls. Yeah. And uh, you know what? And you do not want to fight a pit bull, but you know I had to save my dog's life and. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You know what? You want to be with some I'll tell all the women out there, which I probably very few women watching us, especially this far in. But, you know, you want to be with some beta male guy. Well, guess what? Some beta male guy is not going to go <laughs> save, your pit bull, save your dog from a pit bull and, uh, you know, sacrifice his hands. So not that I wanted to, not that <laughs> I was looking for it, not that I uh, would well, ever wish this on you? anybody again, besides, you know, maybe Klaus Schwab and some other people. But besides them. <laughs> yeah, it sucks, but you know what? Could have been worse. Glad to be here, and yeah. uh, we're gonna fight harder than ever. But thank you. Hey, I'll talk soon, Tim. Have a good one. All right, later, man. Yep, thank you. Yeah, bye.